Hey now, it's Mike Gilbert, host of the Mike and JD Show, right here on the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network. Join JD by God Oliva and myself every Thursday night live on the Voices of Wrestling YouTube channel at 11.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time as we stay up all night discussing all the hottest stories in professional wrestling. You can also check us out right here on the Voices of Wrestling podcasting feed or you can subscribe to the Mike and JD Show feed. Now, enjoy the show. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc brain fog insomnia moodiness weight gain maybe you think they're just part of getting older but many health understands that for women over 40 they can all connect to menopause it's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience not just hot flashes Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit voicesofwrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Hello everybody and welcome to the Super Jcast. I'm John, joined by David McDonald. It is Sunday the 12th of February 2023. This is episode 246 oh. and I think it's a, an appropriate time to be digging into the sports questions. I'm going to do a sports question for me first. Uh, actually, I think I read this last week. Uh, James said, will Arsenal choke? And last week I said no. But this week I'm going to say yes. Oh. Wheels have fallen off. Lost to Everton last weekend. Uh, drew at home to Brentford this week. Uh, by the time you next speak to me, if we've lost at home to Mad City, then uh, I'll be ready to uh, jump in front of a bus. So oh. it's, it's all gone wrong. It's all gone pear-shaped, David. I don't like it. You're like five up, though, aren't you? Uh, six points clear, yes. But, I mean, oh. if, if City win tonight and then beat us on Thursday, then that's... That deficit has become a zero. Oh, my. Um, all right. Well, who do they yeah. play today? Uh, they are playing Aston Villa. They're not that good, are they? They're okay. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think the, the interesting story at the moment, I don't know if you've been following this statement about the, uh, the city are in trouble because uh, of all their financial cooking the books over the last decade. Have Shocking. you seen any of that? Shocking. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> we're like we're all supposed to go. No way! You're joking. I thought 
Right. Look, I don't know much about the fucking Premier League, but I, I can tell you that much. Yeah. Oh, what a shock. Well, look, I think you're going to be fine. I think you're going to, you're going to come out of this. You're going to be smelling like a rose. Trust me. I, I could see it. I, I feel it. I feel it in my bones. In my bones, I feel it. You got it. Well, I've got a question for you from uh, Biss Inspires. He says, uh, mostly for David, favorite Super Bowl food? Anything special you wouldn't have normally during other sports weekend? So you can take that one, David. And I would also like you to do the explain like I'm five uh, mm. story of the Super Bowl this year. Well, Who's in it? What, what are the narratives? What should we be looking out for? What's your prediction? All right. Let's do that. Let's, I'll start there first, and then I'll do the food. How about that? Well, I'll do the food first because I'll forget to do anything else. Uh, food? And, I mean, honestly, it, it is a big uh, it is a big deal in the States. I'm not going to lie. And it is an excuse to have uh, a party. Um, anything? See, this year's going a little bit different, though. I'll answer it this way. Uh, there, uh, there is. Uh, I got to be honest with you. I, it's not traditional, but I like sushi. <laughs> I like getting sushi in the Super Bowl. So, uh, so that's that. But this year's different, Joel, and here's why. Because in in most years, I don't give a fuck. Well, I can't say I don't give a fuck, but like I don't have any emotional investment in a lot of the teams. Uh, so you can party, you can, you know, drink, you can eat, you can socialize, you can joke. It is just an excuse to get together and fucking have a good time. Unfortunately, or fortunately this year, uh, if you're looking for a party, uh, it's uh, tough sledding here in Philadelphia. Why? Because the Philadelphia Eagles are in the Super Bowl. They are playing the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, lots of storyline narratives, but the, the big one is Philadelphia is in. That that means that this area that I live in is completely bonkers right now. <laughs> they are stressed and they're kind of very excited and like they got to sit through a fucking game that's going to, you know, they're going to be on fucking eggshells. Uh, so nobody's having parties, <laughs> like, cause everybody just wants to watch the game. Like, there's no joking. We're not fucking about. We're just watching this fucking game. And then afterward, it will be a celebration when, <sighs> when it's over. That's what, that's what I'll say. I won't even say who's going to win. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to jinx it. I'm not going to fuck it up. Uh, but there will be celebrate. <laughs> Let's put it this way. There'll be riots in the streets either way. It doesn't matter. It's Philadelphia. Um, When's the last time they won the Super Bowl? Uh, maybe about five years ago, was it? Was it like five years? Oh, that's not that long. Okay, but before- I mean, last time won the Premier League since 2004. Understood, understood. But, 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 big but. Before that, they didn't. they were just like the perennial losers. Like they would get to the- you know, they would get to the Super Bowl, lose. They would get to the conference finals, lose. Um, so it was, it was, and you have no idea. Well, I guess you would. I mean, fucking your football is, is you have, you have some pretty passionate fans, but it's like, it is just, it is an obsession here. It is a, it's, it's like nothing else. Like the Eagles dominate this town. And then everyone else is a distant second. I'm sorry. Like, the, even when the Phillies baseball were World Series, I mean, the town was fucking hyped. Don't get me wrong. It's not nothing like the Eagles. Nothing like the Eagles. 
Um, so that's tonight. Very excited. We're all very excited, but a little nervous. A little nervous. We want to see them win. And fuck the Chiefs and fuck Patrick Mahomes and fuck his dumb ankle and fuck Andy Reid, who I hate. Hate. I hate him. Why do you, who is Andy Reid? Why do you hate him? All right. First of all, he looks like Wilford Brimley. If you, if we, you can Google it if you like. Uh, I fucking hate Wilfred. Right. And his diabetes. Right. Um, I had to cover him for like when I was like really deep into the sports stuff. Uh, every fucking Sunday I had to listen to, or, you know, listen to his fucking rant. Uh, and he's, he's always out of breath and he's always, ugh. I don't know. I just, and, and listen, he's not the best dad in the world. Let's, let's be very honest. Um, he cares more about football than his fucking family. But anywho, uh, I don't like him. And I, and he coaches the, he used to coach the Eagles for many years. Loser. Never won. Never won with him. We would always get a certain point, lose. Then he went to Kansas City, he won a Super Bowl. And it's like, oh, you motherfucker. You motherfucker. And now we play him. We play him. He's coaching the Kansas City Chiefs. We're playing him and we're going to beat his fucking fat ass. His, his Wilford Brimley fucking dumb mustached ass. Fuck you and fuck Kansas City and fuck your barbecue. What do you think of that? Anybody in Kansas City? Kansas City? It's not even a city, really. Let's be honest. The fucking dump. Horse shit. You fucks. KC. KC. You're Chiefs. Chief. That's racist. Chief, Chiefs of the toilet. Yeah, that's right. Chiefs of eating assholes. Yeah. What do you think of that, Kansas City? You have middle of the I, country. I out to be a chief of eating assholes. There's no, <laughs> no king shame in here, David. <laughs> <laughs> Not on this podcast, anyway. We love all kinks. We love Ray Davies. Nobody's going to get that. All right. So that's what we're doing today. And I got to get my taxes done today, too. So it's a little stressful as well. But hopefully uh, I won't owe too much money. And, uh, yeah, there we go. That's my day. That's my day all planned out for you, Joel. <laughs> there we go. Ah, you know what I did the other day, though? I uh, I know we were, we said we're going to make this a nice, tidy. <laughs> we're all over the place already. Uh I hopped on the. No, dis- keep going because I've got I've got to copy and paste all the uh, Twitter questions over. So oh, okay, good, good. You, you keep answering, my friend. <laughs> all right. Uh, I hopped on the Discord the other day. I just popped on because I had because you know that uh, thing Mid Journey, the uh, AI graphic generator, picture generator thing. It's really fucking awesome. Um, but it's it, the 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 um, I guess where you do it is the best way, best way, the real scientific way I can explain it. Where you do it uh, is via Discord. And so I was like, ah, okay, I'm going to load up this fucking thing. And it's there, you know. And I was like, ah, let me just see. And everybody was nice and civil. Everybody was very kind, actually, and uh, warm-hearted. So thank you for not calling me an asshole or some dumb shit. Somebody complained that I was uh, being mean to uh, Goto and uh, fucking... Yoshihashi again, but I'm really not. I again, I don't hate him. I just, uh, I just don't like him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's just not my cup of tea. I don't, know. I don't hate him, but you know, whatever the fuck. But yeah, it was. Nice. I think you should you should look at more of Goto's uh, Instagram content because mm-hmm. he's such a wonderful dad. Just there's really heartwarming stuff like his kids with his uh, tag team title and 
all that stuff and him sort of playing with them and doing their hair and stuff, which I know that might not necessarily be one of the criteria you want for a, you know, ass kissing, uh, ass kissing, ass kicking, ass licking, <laughs> ass eating professional wrestler. But I don't, that kind of stuff appeals to me these days. Yeah. The, 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 the dad in them. Yeah. I get it. I see. I deleted my Instagram. I deleted, I deleted a lot of social media, but I have one. I did create a f- new phony Twitter account. Um, and it wouldn't be hard. Like when you get the notification to, to, to so I can follow you and your adventures, um, you'll know. It's How will I know it's you? Look, it's like going to be like so easy. It's just you, you'll know. You'll know. You'll know. That's all I'll say. You'll know. You'll know. It has a big dick as a as an avatar. <laughs> big gigantic. <laughs> <cock>. <laughs> oh, here he is, Stephen. Here he is. Um. Okay, so that's that. That's that's where we are in life. How are how are how are you doing? How are you making out? You seem like you're in fine spirits. Yeah, I've got a week's holiday now. So tomorrow morning, me and the family are off to Kosamet, Samet Island, which is uh, I, I haven't been there for about twelve years. Me and Manny mm. f- went there when we first lived in Bangkok, uh, and now we're taking the children there, which will be nice. I hope. It's you see the beach holidays are never. That relaxing when you got kids. You know the, the most relaxing part of the holiday when you arrive at the resort, the hotel, and you get into the hotel room and you lie down on the bed and go, ah, mm. right. That's where the, the danger starts <laughs> being yeah. a parent because the kids are just like trying to stick their fingers in all the electrical sockets and break everything <laughs> that's within a grabbing distance. I know and you so, got water to worry about too. You know that's uh, you know another concern. I'm sure. Ah, sounds beautiful yeah. though. It's a lot of fun, but you can't really relax per se i i've just i've made peace with that i'm not going to be able to relax for about 17 years oh <laughs> until, until they're both out of the door gone to university that's not good at all uh alert. can i ask can i can i pose a suggestion and this is just literally off the top of my head so how long are you there we are there for three nights three nights okay would you be able to split time so in other words you have one day where you have to watch the kids that's your day and she could just relax on the beach she can read a book masturbate whatever she wants to do <laughs> i was just gonna say i have a big wank but you beat me to it sorry sorry we've got, look, we're, we're in the opening 50 minutes of the podcast we cut we are uh contractually obliged to make at least three references to, to, to wanking. Otherwise, right. we get cans. Right, Joel or Joel, uh, Rich and uh, Joe will uh, boot us off the network if we don't. So we have a, we have a criteria. Um, and then the next day, you have your day. You can drink all you want. You can lie on the beach and have yourself a wank. Uh, that's a, a good suggestion. But the thing, it's not a burden. Like I, I really love. Spending time with the kids and the family. It's a lot of fun. It's just <laughs> not very relaxing. Yes, I do. Okay. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> I'm not just saying that because Hiroki Goto is, is listening and he's judging me as a fellow dad. Mm. Oh, yeah. No, we, we, we take care of each other. We give each other time off to do stuff. Like, you know, of course, I, Manny gives me the time to do this nonsense and, you know, I will uh, take shifts so she can go get a massage or, or whatever. We, we take care of each other. We're a good right. tag team. I like this. I like that. Those fucking Bishamon clowns. Yeah. The title dropping fucks. <laughs> they should drop the titles. All right. Anyway, uh, where where would you like to go? Where We have a big show that we have to review, right? Um, yeah. 
an important show. Uh, yet I feel uh, a little disappointed only in the sense that I uh, we worked ourselves up into a shoot brother <laughs> with a lot of yes. this stuff. Well, okay. Well, the, one other thing I'm disappointed about. I this, we're talking new beginning in Osaka, mm. uh, which was Saturday, February 11th, in the Osaka Prefectural Gym. That's Edward Arena. The attendance was a uh, 4,055 sellout. So they did do the restricted seating, but that's because the lifting of the cheering came after the tickets had gone on sale. So they didn't want to just suddenly make it full seating after people have bought their tickets under the auspices that it was going to be restricted seating. But anyway, what I was going to complain about, Damon, is I do not like the remote audio. Now, this is not oh. Kevin Kelly, Chris Charlton's fault. Yeah. Like the actual words they were saying were great, as always. I, I have said many times, I think they are the best commentary team in the business, bar none. But it sounded crap, didn't it? It did. And I, I got to be honest with you, I only made it through two matches. And I went to the Japanese feed. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't handle it. I tried to put up with it. I couldn't. Um, they were talking over each other. It was. It's kind of like this podcast, <laughs> you know. Um, it. You know, there's a delay and there's a. Uh, it didn't. Yeah, yeah. I think. Look, what, what are you going to do? Right? What do you? What are you going to do? Why was it that they weren't there? I don't know. <laughs> Kevin was very. Spicy. It was very fun to listen to, even though the audio wasn't the best quality. But it sounded like he'd like nearly overslept and missed the show. That's what they seem to be hinting at. That uh, he overslept. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think that had anything to do with the audio quality. And yeah, I'm not sure why they are not in Japan, but I, I believe they will be soon. I think for the new Japan Cup tour. I don't know. I could be wrong about that, but yeah, it was not fun to listen to. Yeah, that's a shame. But you know. Look, what are you going to do? What are you going to? What, what can you do? What can you do with technology? Switch to Japanese commentary. That's what you did. That's what I did. <laughs> Me, I start with it. I start my Kevin and Chris because I support them. Yeah, I support them. It's not that I don't support them. <laughs> it's not like they get paid per stream. Just, why do you hate them so much? I don't hate them. I love them. I think they're great. I think they're the best in the biz. To be quite honest with you. Um, but I just couldn't get. Through. I couldn't. You know, you know, listen. I don't care who it is. If it sounds like garbage, I can't listen to it. I, don't know. I could go see fucking. Yeah, you listen to this podcast. Yeah, so seriously. What's up with that? <laughs> What's up with that? What's up with that? All right. Uh, all right. So I, I, I've totally fucking derailed the show. So please get us back on track. Where, where, where do you want to go? What do you want us to talk about? You want listener questions? What do you want to do? I want to ask you, have you seen a film called Super Troopers? I've heard of it. I no, I've never seen it. Why? Right, I'm sending you an image of uh, one of the characters from Super okay. Troopers, which is a very funny film. If you, people haven't seen it, I would recommend oh, you check it out. I got it. So this is a uh, Rod Father from Super Troopers. Now, see, you see this image of Rod Father. Which New Japan Pro Wrestler does that remind you of? Um, which New Japan wrestler does? Okay, this I don't, maybe I shouldn't have put you on the spot like that. The reason I said it is because uh, a friend of the show, Tyler Fornes, Forno, the real Forno, yeah, says that Hinare with his uh, moustache reminds him from, <laughs> of the crew from Super Troopers with their little moustaches. So I thought that was quite funny, that pop. Because I see. Always love a bit of Forno. Uh, but yeah, so this is the, the first match. Uh, Aaron Hinare and Greta Khan defeated the team of Oscar Loiber and Toriano in four minutes, 38 seconds. It was Hinare who got the pin on Oscar after uh, doing his move called Rampage. I really like Oscar Loy, but every time I watch him, I get more and more impressed. Now, I'm not saying that 
you know, he's a nailed on future world champion or anything like that. But I just like the way, he, just like his game face. He's, he's got, he's got the posture. He's got the aggression. He, he carries himself like a monster because it's not enough to just be big and tall in this business. You have to project that aura. Uh, so I, you know, that's a, an interesting comparison to Hikuno, who we will discuss later. But yeah, very encouraging start from Loiba to his New Japan career. Uh, I, I mean, the, other, the main thing I'm thinking about watching this match were New Japan Cup projections for Greater Greater Okada to a lesser extent Hinare. Right. I mean, I don't think Hinare is going to win it, but uh, Greater Okada. We, as I've mentioned several times, we're doing this dance every year. Like, this is going to be the year that he get, gets pushed. And I always, ever since he joined the company, I've been uh, predicting him to go deep in this tournament, but he never does. Uh, so, thoughts? I mean, look, I, I, I am in the same boat as you when it comes to Great Ocon and greater things. Um, it's hard to say. <laughs> you know, it's good to stick your neck out and say, okay, he's going to do very well and maybe even win the darn thing. And the New Japan Cup is a great time to do that. Uh, but, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like he's kind of in a weird spot where, I don't know. I, I thought this would have happened earlier, <laughs> but maybe not. Let's uh, let's keep our fingers crossed. Uh, for Oscar, uh did you notice the limbs? <laughs> could you could you watch him with it without my comments of his uh, extremely long arms? Yes, extremely. <laughs> and also, I noticed the tattoo. He's got a uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender tattoo. So is that what that is? Nerds no. like me. Yeah, yeah, we're very much enjoying that. Uh, and the ninety-four minutes says, which faction do you think Oscar Lieber would be a decent fit for in the near future? Mm. Maybe. Well, there's so many of them to choose from now, John. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> so many. Uh, I think House I think of- he's a perfect fit for chaos. I see him, and I think, yeah, that is he's chaos through and through. House of Torture, man loves a towel. House of Torture, yes. House of Torture. Put a little fucking eyeliner. Eyeliner. I can say it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, probably like TMDK, maybe. Um, I can see that. I mean, the the sort of well European. TMDK has got Zach, yeah. of course, and Oscar Lloyd, but it's also from Europe, so there's a little ge- geographic, very tenuous geographic connection there. <laughs> they're, they're connected somewhat. Um, maybe there. Uh, I mean, I know. We got we have to put him in a fucking faction. Um, he's the new leader of Bullet Club. How about that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's right. So, actually, I heard uh, reports of the, uh, the New Japan store in Suidabashi that uh, they were unloading crates of uh, Oscar Club t-shirts. So oh. there you go, newly reported club. There you confirmed. go. All right, second, second match then is uh, LIJ team of Hiromu, Bushi, Sanada, and Naito defeating the team of Taguchi, Tiger Mask, Shota Umino, Tomaki Honda. So Hiromu pinned Taguchi after 8 minutes 43 seconds following Time Bomb 2. Man, the entrances for this fucking match were interminable. I, I timed them. The entrances actually lasted longer than the match. <laughs> there was 11 minutes of entrances and 8 minutes of match. <laughs> Shota Umino's entrance took 3 minutes. I, it just felt egregiously long to me. But, yeah, I mean, the match itself was whatever. The, the notable thing was an extremely oily and shiny Tomoaki Honma escaping the paradise log because he's all greased up. I don't know if that counts as a continuation of the Sanada slump. Uh, I'm, I'm adding it to that list though. But I suppose the main takeaway here is uh, Leo Rush, who challenged Hiromu by video package after the match. So 
Yeah, very much looking forward to I mean, you've called it before about Leo Rush freshening up the junior division. I hope he beats her. I'd love to see Leo Rush have a run with that title. Uh, Robbie Eagles wasn't happy on Twitter. He, no. he was complaining that Leo Rush didn't discuss this in the Chaos group chat. So, oh. trouble brewing in Chaos. The, the chaos. <laughs> oh, wow. The chaos. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I thought, what, what did you think? I was kind of surprised Taguchi took the pinfall, to be honest with you, um, with all the people that were in that match. Yeah, there should be heating them up for the uh, the junior festival thing. Did you see the, some of the, the announcement today? They had this little video package of like, you know, junior all-star festival, the representation from all the companies across Japan, shoo, 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 representing JTO, just tap out, shoo, 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 the ace of the company. Shoo, shoo. And I, we all knew it was coming, but it just took so long to get there. Takamichinoku. And that, that was just, ext- I found that extremely funny. Just all the, you know, the, uh, the buzz and the razzle dazzle and the hype. And it's Takamichinoku. We all knew it was, as soon as it said J2, it's going to be Takamichinoku. Yeah. Uh, did they announce everybody or did just, they're just feeding people out? No, they're doing it. In, yeah. Drips, drips and drabs. All right. All right. Well, they like, they like to tease their audience, like to tickle their ass with a feather. Um, so Taguchi takes the pinfall. I was kind of surprised by that, just considering everybody else that was in there. Um, it's 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 look. I like the fact that Leo Rush is uh, involved in this. Love it, absolutely freshens things up. And and it, you know if it is a challenge that is accepted, and it looks like it is, um, match will be great. I I thought the video package, when you talk about things that went on too long, didn't that interview oh, go across? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what yeah, the come on, Leo, make the job, son. Right. I don't need your life history. Uh, you know. I was born in 1987. <laughs> <laughs> My third grade teacher, Miss Apple, said, um, yeah. I was like, oh, my God. What, <laughs> this is going on forever. Um, yes, but the, the actual challenge was fine and the match was, you know, it was, it was there, but, um, I am excited for that. That is for sure. But boy, I, the idea, like, just think of how preposterous it is. The logistics. I know it's, I know we're talking about pro wrestling, mind you, but okay. I'm going to make a video. I'm going to then email it to who? <laughs> Right. And then they say, okay, he's challenging. So I guess that means we have to play it <laughs> after this. You know what I mean? Like just the logistics of it and the logic of it well, is just logic. Right. <laughs> right. Like how does that work? Like, is there like other people sending stuff? Like, is it like, oh my God, you're not going to believe this. We got a video. We've got a video. <laughs> Um, there's a race like there's like you know some challenges you want to come out after the match to make a challenge in person while the video is downloading it's like oh if, you, <laughs> if the video gets to 100% before you make it to the curtains sorry pal back of the line <laughs> right. right you have to make sure you have high speed internet uh, yeah it's, it's just crazy and then you know it's just I don't know I, I, just, I hate it and I understand the whys I mean trust me but it's just one of those things where it's just like Video challenges stink on ice. Um, thank you very much. Thank you. We have a question from Stuart who says, "What direction do you think they're taking Sonata with the storyline of him losing a lot 
and seemingly thinking of leaving LIJ, and if he still has a potential in New Japan as a top guy. I mean, it, it's not trending that way, but would it stun you if suddenly, you know, they do a, I don't know, Sonata joins just four guys or something and ends up as a New Japan Cup winner? Would that shock you? Yes. It would shock me. Yeah, it would. It would? It would. I mean, I think anybody leaving a faction, they don't do it often. You know, it's not like it's an everyday occurrence. And especially a group like LIJ, who, who quite honestly, would have, what, two, three, you know, the last two people that moved from a faction went to House of Torture. Um, LIJ, uh, of course, Evil. It would. Well, I'll pull about the curtain a bit, actually. Uh, there's been uh, some news that LIJ have been investigated by the International Wrestling Grand Prix for cooking their books for the last 10 years. So it's big financial scandals. Apparently, there's a lot of uh, Arab blood money has been <laughs> going into their finances <laughs> and recruiting guys like Shingo and Titan. So I think Sonata's seen the handwriting on the wall and he, he wants out. Uh, well, listen, he's always uh, he's always there for the good and the betterment of the people. So, uh, you know, good on him. Good on him. He's got some morals. Good. Uh, right, moving on to two men who don't have morals. What was that? Taiji Ishimori defeating Master Wato in 11 minutes, 18 seconds with a bloody cross. And Go as ahead. soon as we saw uh, Ishimori drive Wato's shoulder into the ring post, we, we knew exactly what this was going to be. Uh, look, I, I mean, I think Ishimori had a low-key, very good 2022. Uh, so I wasn't holding my breath for work rate Ishimori here in the third match on uh, an eight-match card, but I will say it exceeded my admittedly low expectations. I thought Watto brought the energy, a lovely Tope Suicida. I think they've got really good chemistry, as you would expect, given they've wrestled each other quite a lot in recent years. There were some really smooth transitions, nice reversals into some impactful spots. Uh, I think the crowd really into Watto. So this was pretty damn good for the spot on the card. I just, I'm not sure what it achieves. Are we setting up Ishimori as a future junior challenger? Because like I said, I think Ishimori is good. Definitely warmed up to him over the last 18 months, but him being back in the title scene doesn't feel fresh or exciting. Let's just keep him away from it for a while, please. Let's see more guys like, you know, Leo Rush and Watto and Yo, Robbie Eagles, you know, even Clark Connors or Alex Zane, whatever. There's a really deep roster of junior talent waiting to be put in interesting new programs. Uh, I'm also disappointed with Watto losing. I think he's more or less put it all together from an in-ring perspective. There's no... You know, there's no parts of his wrestling that I think drastically need improving. And that's a, a pretty high bar to clear in and of itself. But I, I really feel we've left uh, Botchamania Watto in the rear view. He is confident. He's delivering high quality matches. The fans are behind him. So what are we waiting for? I mean, this is much like the yo conversation we were having last week. I'm going to strongly disagree. And I'll tell you why. So I'm watching this match. And I would say through the vast majority of the match, um, and I hate to say it, but I, I, I am watching it looking probably with a little bit more critical eye. Right? I'm, I am, I'm looking for probably things that fit my narrative, right? Probably. If I'm being completely honest with my legions of fans. Your um, anti watto rhetoric. Here it comes. <laughs> Here it comes. Joel, again, the match was kind of good. Good. It was good. Until the last, that, that, that deadly last five minutes. 
he was I, I don't know what they were trying to accomplish with setting up the finish, but it was like two minutes of just I don't know like they were lost. Like they fucking were lost. And a lot of that was on Watto. Like it just like they they're like hitting each other and then waiting for something to happen and nobody's doing anything. And it was sloppy as fuck. Um, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know with Watto. I really don't. I, I just don't. I feel like he, he, he has, keep his matches short. Keep it. There's, just keep his matches short. Like if they ended that match earlier, this would have been a fine match and I would not be having this conversation with you. Um, it went too long. He can't go that long. It's just too slippery of a slope for Master Watto. Keep him at 15. Keep him at 10. Keep him at a 10. This is 11 minutes. What? I know. This is okay. 11 minutes. Oh, oh, 11 minutes? It felt like it was longer than that. Okay, well then, keep it to five <laughs> because <laughs> because the last introduce a new title. The, yes, the NJPW World Free. I don't know. Yeah, TV Asahi DMCA takedown title. Right, crossing matches have to be the Twitter limits of I don't know fifteen second GIF. Look, I'm just saying. Do you would you agree with me or no? That, that that closing stretch. I, was I didn't see any sloppiness. No, I didn't. You know, maybe I wasn't paying attention. I, I didn't. Haven't heard that from anywhere else. I, I thought it was a pretty good match. I didn't notice any sloppiness. No. All right. I thought it was sloppy, and I will say it without hesitation. And those bastards on Discord better. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Please. Don't me. Um. Oh, they are. They're, they're scumbags. Are they? I mean, they're they're are they terrible? <laughs> they're lovable scumbags. Very good, lovable scumbags. I'm, I'm I'm one of them. We're all scumbags. We're all all right. I'm in. All right. So that's Watto. I I what 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 we do with Ishimori? It does feel like we're getting ready to do do something with them, right? I mean, it was champion of fucking Wrestle Kingdom. He's only just lost the belt. I know, but what are you gonna do? Like, why why did they have that match? I know, well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Just, just stick him in a tag team or something. Christ. Just yeah. Keep him away just for six months. <laughs> Put him on excursion. <laughs> He's 35 years old. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's move on. What do you say? All right. Uh, fourth match was Hiroshi Tanahashi defeating Kenta. 30 minutes, 57 seconds by a high fly flow. Uh, multiverse aces. Also, Tanahashi's look without his two front teeth. Should he keep the teeth out to continue looking like a fierce hockey player? I, I think it's a good look for him. You know, he's always pushing it. the envelope, Tanahashi. <laughs> with, with his appearance. He looked homeless. Uh, I, he looked homeless. He looked like a bad wig and homeless. He looked like a bag lady is what he looked like. All right, go. I'm sorry. Go. Yes, but he could drink drink his drink through a straw without having to open his mouth. So he, he's winning. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm outraged here that they didn't feel the need to protect Kenta before his huge, uh, strong title match against mm. Fred Rosser at the weekend. Um, I mean, Kenta, he just looks like an absolute 
dirtbag with his shaggy hairstyle. I'm a big fan. Me too. It's a good look. Two very silly looking men out there. This this was fine. It was a, a standard tune-up match for Tanahashi to set him up for the Okada Challenge later in the evening. It's perfectly adequate. It's the, the gentleman's... Well, it's not the gentleman's three. It's better than that. Gentleman's three and a half. And uh, absolutely no angles. The match order meant nothing. Not like you were speculating last week, Dan, with all your wacky theories. You've got egg on your face. Yeah. Or was that me? I can't remember. Both. <laughs> we had fun with it. We had all these wacky booking, fantasy booking ideas. And yeah, it was just a match. Just a match with nothing else. We, we do this every single event, David. <laughs> every single event. We're like, oh, here we are. coming. Yeah. Uh, I fun. mean, look, what's weird is that was there – all right. If you're just parachuting in and watching this match, would you even know Kenta was in Bullet Club? No, I mean, Bullet Club is just so long of the tooth at this point. I mean, if it weren't for the merchandise, I'd just pull the plug of it because it's just so dis- disparate. I mean, you've got Kenta, ELP, and Ishimori look like they're kind of aligned. There's there's some sort of chemistry there. But then there's all the Bullet Club guys who are not there. You know, the Chase Owens and the Farleys don't really feel like they're a part of that as well. And then we've got House of Torture, which is still supposedly part of that it's just a mess the head the the faction stuff i know you've got no time for it but it is starting to give me a headache as well right it's it does feel like but here's the problem that i have with that though like we're just gonna let this fizzle out like this is just gonna be you know like a fucking sparkler that decides it's it's you know burnout um and which is preposterous to me because you had what could possibly be one of the best angles and storylines you've had in years like and an opportunity because there are still plenty of people wearing those fucking bullet club t-shirts uh an opportunity to not only get jump back in but you know all, all the positives that we've talked about for months and this is it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, here's, here's why we constantly want to talk about the idea of a Bullet Club Civil War. Because it's right there for them. It's right there for them. And we cannot understand or fathom how they could drop the ball on this. And yet, yet, for years, Joel, years. They've had this in their in, in, in their grasp, and they have not capitalized. And there's just been countless, countless opportunities where you think, okay, here we go, here we go, and then no. Oh, here we go, here we go. No. 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 It's edging. <laughs> this is what this is. This is pro- Bullet Club is pro wrestling edging. How do you like that? What would be the equivalent of, um, remember the Elite versus Bullet Club feud that Ended with some tweets sent from the boat. Right. <laughs> the Jericho Creek. I mean, like someone edging you and then like texting you a few days later saying, Oh, I had a wank by myself. Sorry. <laughs> it's over. I mean, it's crazy. Joe, seriously, how many scenarios have we fantasy booked for this faction to implode? I, I, I probably 10. 
right? Uh, it's just unbelievable that it's just going to just be a wet fart. It's just we're just we're just, no, it's that they, they're going to do it next weekend, though, but it's going to happen at Battle in the Valley. That is when Krusty is coming. You think so? They're saving it to do it in front of the American fans. Yeah, <sighs> uh, it's not. I, I, I here's and here's the problem. I don't care anymore. I just don't care anymore. I just want it to end. I'm tired of it. And 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 slowly at, at a snail's pace and. Not only a snail's pace, but a absolutely boring pace. Uh, they're making it happen. It, it feels like it's just going to fizzle out, and which is <sighs> frustrating indeed. Let us now discuss the fifth match, which was the never openweight six man tag team championship match. Now, House of Torch didn't want to defend the titles, but they were forced to do it. Mm which is bullshit, if you ask me. <laughs> but uh, nonetheless, we saw the team of Ren Narita, El Desperado, and Minoru Suzuki defeat the champions, show Yudro and Evil in 12 minutes, 51 seconds. Ren forcing Yudro to submit to the Cobra Twist. So Narita, Suzuki, and Desperado are the new never overweight six-man champions. But one thing that stood out to me, Damon, I was really impressed by the vocal response that Minoru Suzuki got here. I mean, you'd have thought by this point, He'd be passe with the Japanese audience, but they were very much into him here in Osaka. And dare I say, in no small part, because of the absolute heat magnets that are House of Torture, the fans the, the fans love to hate them, love to see them getting their asses kicked. They are serving their function and getting the intended reactions in a, a very satisfying way. I mean, satisfying because I'm proved right about them, as usual. <laughs> uh, the funny face quotient, <laughs> funny face quotient, extremely high in this match, which, uh, you know, that's what the Osaka crowd came for, clearly. And Suzuki, I've mentioned this before, he's in a, an interesting new spot, particularly in this match, being the baby face in peril, taking all the beatings and building the crowd for the big Narita hot tag. So, I think this pairing is definitely working for Ren so far, even at this early stage. And it's also very smartly steering the Ren conversation away from Shibata comparisons. I mean, and also the, the finisher as well. The fact that it was a, a Cobra twist, you know, they're trying to run with this story of Narita sort of channeling the energy of, uh, you know, historic wrestlers from the company and Shibata not in that conversation. So I think there's a very concerted effort to try and move away from Shibata. And I thought this was a really fun match. It was fast. It was well-paced. I thought they worked the crowd really well. We got new champions and also a new name for the faction. I don't know if you'd call three guys a faction, but they are called Strong Style. I mean, my only question mark at this point about this faction is Despin, who was anonymous in this match. Now, I'm not demanding immediate prominence for him because the stable's primary function, as I said, is to use Suzuki to elevate rent. Mm. So I'm okay with Despin not being in the spotlight right now, although it is a bit strange seeing a guy who, by all the metrics, is extremely popular in Japan just literally standing around scratching his head while we do the Ren and his granddad stuff. But anyway, I, I really love them as six-man champions. I think there's an interesting mix of styles that should make for some very fun defences. And let's also give a moment of appreciation for House of Torture, who I think had a really solid run as a six-man champs. It was a, a good spot for them, I think. So uh, I love this team, strong style team. Um I'm definitely into them. I'm definitely loving the fact that they are six man, never six man tag team champions. Uh, I look forward to many successful defenses. Uh, I look forward to who they would defend against. It's an interesting, interesting 
way to go. And it's, it's, you know, look, you, you got Suzuki who's still in the mix, who's still, yes, absolutely incredibly popular. And again, it's a good time for the crowd to make some noise. They were up for it. Uh, the Shibata comparisons are going to hopefully die down. I mean, I know I brought up that point that others have mentioned to me. And, and again, you can see it. You can kind of, you know, if you, if you're not looking for the nuances, yes, I can, I can see where people could, could make that, uh, decision. But it's more than that, right? It's more than that. It is, it is more than just Shibata. It's, it's the whole idea and the whole aesthetic of, wrestlers that are in that pocket, right? Um, I I kind of like Desperado in here in this in this scenario. I do because he's so different, <laughs> right? Because it it is a different look and feel um to the team. I I I do kind of dig it. Um yes, I do agree with you that you know, he he could be doing maybe a little bit more high profile things. That being said, I think that he does bring an element, and I even think Suzuki does too. Brings an element of uh, importance. Is that the word I'm looking for? To those never six man titles. Um, again, it's not always the titles; it's who holds the titles that that makes them. Makes people give a fuck. Be honest with you. I think they're a good team to do that. House of Torture again. Where they are and what they are, and and how they conduct their business is obviously leans heavily toward crowd reaction and having them have the capabilities of booing. Um, I mean, look. Nobody's going to go out of their way and be like, oh, what the, the work rate is tremendous. You know, that's, that's not what they are, and that's not who they are, and that's not what they do. And what they do is, 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 is very good. It's, it's to, you know, get the feelings of, I want these guys to get their asses kicked. I mean, that's pro wrestling 101, right? So, look, I think grading them. As uh, anything during clap crowd era, that's tough, man. That's tough. And there are wrestlers that made it happen. But again, their whole thing is based off of crowd reaction. I mean, imagine being imagine being given that task. Okay, you're going to go out there. It's going to be a, a lot of bullshit, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, you're going to get heat, brother. Well, Okay, heat. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> like, like it's silent in here. It's a fucking mausoleum. Uh, all right. Now, now you can see the the benefit of a house of torture. Are their matches great? No, of course not. But that's not why they're there. That's not why they're there. Thank you. I wonder if our friends over at Keeping It Strong Star will be forced to change their podcast name now. There's going to be a copyright on uh, Ooh. the term strong. You think so? Called keeping it something else. Keeping it. How about this? No. That's not a good one. It's not even funny. 
<laughs> I don't even know Keep what it is. Eating juice and thunder like his asshole. Like, I'll tell you what. <laughs> I'll, let them have it. I'll let them have it. I'll let them have it. They can have eating juice and liger's asshole. I wish somebody would have a podcast called eating juice and liger's asshole. That would be so great. It would make me feel good. Make me feel like I accomplished something in life. Uh, Cactus Mike says, with his matches against Ishii, Juice, Zach, Buddy Matthews, Josh Barnett, does Red Narita not already show a higher ceiling than the other young talent? I think, yeah, there is a danger of him showing up his peers, you know, particularly someone like Shota Umino, because I would say at the moment, Ren looks the part, he looks like he gets it, and Shota at this early stage doesn't. So, yeah, I think Ren is exceeding expectations so far. Why do you think Shota doesn't have it? Well, he's not yet shown a type of match that has received the universal critical acclaim that something like Narita versus Ishii did. Okay. And it's just the the question is just a matter of having that stellar match. And he had an opportunity main event, Naito. I get it. Okay. Um, but that is is that just what people are looking for, or do you think that there's other things in in him that is that makes him uh, a little suspect on being the blue chip prospect that I think the company wants him to be. What's going on, guys? This is Rich from the Flagship Podcast here on the Voice of the Wrestling Podcast Network. And I just want to let you know about a brand new sponsor we have for the network. It's Eufy. And let me tell you a little bit about their newest product, the Eufy Video Smart E330. This isn't your everyday smart lock. This is a smart lock, a 2K camera, and a doorbell offering triple the security and triple the convenience. Instead of loading up your door with a bunch of different devices, you install one, and it takes care of everything in a complete package. It's not just about the home security, though. The Eufy Video Smart Lock E330 is also for convenience. No more worrying about losing keys. You can let each member of your family get a password. You can monitor their movement in and out of the house. You can keep an eye on your packages. You can check in on your house while you're away. There is so much you can do with this product. Best of all, it is easy to install and set up. All you need is a Phillips screwdriver. Leave that drill in the toolbox. The Eufy has keyless entry, a 0.3 second fingerprint recognition, a rechargeable battery with a four month lifespan, two way audio from the lock, enhanced night vision, 24 seven customer support. And you'll love this. None of those pesky monthly fees. Eufy sent me a smart lock 330 and I've loved it so far. It allows me peace of mind when I'm at work or when I'm away on one of my patented vacations. Plus it helps me keep track of deliveries to the house, saves me a trip back to the car. If I just need to run in for something and I forgot my keys and the two way audio system works well for those unwanted guests at my front door. No, I do not need new siding or windows or a roof. Thank you, though. You can simply tell them you aren't interested from the comfort of your couch. Now, are you ready to ditch the others and join the Eufy revolution? Of course you are. Get started today by searching Eufy Video Lock on your search engine of choice. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can finally, once and for all, gain complete control of your door. Once again, that's E-U-F-Y Video Lock ufiofficial.com slash video lock and we thank them for sponsoring the voice wrestling podcast network uh i've heard lots of things i mean i i was listening to rich on voices of wrestling say that he just thinks shota doesn't have it like he, he saw the stuff from his excursion and you know he could see it he said he can see it in his eyes that he just he doesn't have it and 
Richard's not the only person to say that, to be fair. I'm a bit more optimistic on it. I mean, I'm not saying that he's going to turn out to be you know, the generational ace or anything, but um, I'm willing to give him time. I'm willing to be a bit more patient. And, you know, I'm not... Who knows? I think, you know, people can change that. We've had this conversation before, but I mean, the question actually was about Ren and Ren ceiling. True. Um, I think both guys... I mean, it's great. I, I'm thrilled that he was able to put together more than one match that, you know, had people talking and it had people buzzing. I, I, I think it's fantastic. Uh, at a, such a, uh, in the infancy of his career. I, I think it's great. That doesn't mean that the others don't have it, you know? Um, and I think it's a little, a little bit unfair, but, eh. It'll happen. I, 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 I'm not worried about it. I'm not worried about a 20 year old, um, not having it in his first year. And, and I think he does have it. I gotta be honest with you. I don't necessarily see the, the issues yet, but I think he's fine. Both of them, both of them. Um, and I don't think one's ahead of the other. Um, well, I, no, I take that back. One's ahead of the other right now. Yeah. With, with the catalog that he has under his belt. Sure, Ren absolutely deserves full marks, all the credit. But well, let's 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 see where we are in a year. That's all I ask. The sixth match was the loser leaves Japan match with Hikuleo defeating Jay White in twenty five minutes and eight seconds via choke slam. So Jay White must leave Japan. So this uh, this I think is a more subtle, low-key version of the the WWE bloodline story that's getting a lot of critical praise at the moment. It's a simple story. You've got the young rookie, you know, he's taken under the wing of the evil mastermind, then eventually forced to choose between his stable and his brothers. I thought the turn last year was well executed. Everything is built really nicely to this match. Um, Freaks like us, David, we've been desperately searching for some kind of narrative thread, both to Jay White and to the the Bullet Club, uh, I'm doing massive air quotes here, Civil War. Mm-hmm. And maybe this is why I love this match so much, because we actually got a cohesive, timely, dramatic, emotional payoff to, to this part of the story, at least. And look, this wasn't a moves match. It wasn't a stars match. It wasn't one that I expect a ton of casual plaudits or, or, or high ratings, because... You know, it didn't have a, a million flips or, or, or weapons or people slicing their foreheads open or cutting in ring secondary school drama class tier promos in the ring like the US wrestling fan piggies snuffle up and shit out as their uh, tediously predictable matches of the year every year. <laughs> what? You people fucking disgust me. Uh, and actually, Damon, I thought, I thought this match wasn't very subtle, really. It was borderline mawkish. It, it towed that line. It was a bit corny. They were laying it on very thick at the end. Obviously, that was still too subtle for the, the filthy, shit-encrusted hogs who usually love to gobble down their, their Tony Khan or Vince McRapist-produced slop. I mean, I still maintain that this exact story and match, beat for beat, move for move, 
on Dynamite with two AEW wrestlers would have the usual suspects wanking themselves into oblivion over it. Or, you know, transpose it onto the, the bloodline in WWE would have their unwashed cretin fans who've never read a book or seen a proper film in their life declaring it the, the, the greatest piece of fiction in the, the history of humankind. And, you know, all the clout chasing, disingenuous, man atrocity apologist pundits claiming to be weeping uh, homerous tears of uh, emotional resonance. And look, Damon, I've never been a man uh, afraid of being on an island. I don't give a flying fuck if someone likes the, the Japanese fake fighting slightly less than I do. Dare say, I actually enjoy occasionally rattling the cages of uh, the various fandoms for my, my own personal abusement. But the key thing here is, you, you know me, I will tell you what I think is crap, yes. what I think is great. Yes. And I thought this match was great. Hikoleo, he looked, he looked really emotional, actually, during the entrance, which turned out to be a probably unintentional bit of misdirection. And just the whole match felt big. It felt weighty. It felt like there was something of real consequence on the line. And we've given, uh, given Jay White a, a hard time over the last few years, uh, rightly so in my opinion. But very early on, it was clear that this Jay White we we're watching was prime Jay White. This was a, a world-class motivated, driven professional wrestler going out there with the, the singular goal of getting Hikaleo over. He was bumping like a rag doll for Hikaleo. He made him look like an absolute powerhouse beast. Yeah. They were laying the strikes in heavy. Some of the ringside guardrail spots were, they were hard. They were nasty. Crowd eating it all up. They were loving it. And these two wrestlers, they knew each other's moves. They were countering them in, in creative uh, uh, and believable ways. And, so I really like little moments of it, like the, the intensity of that chop battle at the end where he's, you know, ripped Hikolo's vest off. And they're swearing and screaming at each other. I actually, I thought Hikolo sold the knee quite well. I've heard some people say otherwise, but, you know, limb matches don't always need to end with a guy fucking up a big move and, and losing. Sometimes it could be about them powering through it and, and showing the strength or the heart to overcome as we got here. Like there were some key moments where Higolo tweaked his knee after a big power move, just enough for Jay to recover and, and land a counter afterwards. The, the, the Blade Runner counter to the scoop slam was amazing. It was so good. But but ultimately Higolo, excuse me, he was just, he was too big. He was too strong. Powerbomb Jay out of his shoes. And then after that, Jay White was done. He was finished. Like you could see it in his eyes. So there was no crazy counter sequence at the end. Like by the time Hikolo had Jay White by the throat, Jay just had nothing left. And I really loved that, that uh, acceptance of defeat manifesting mm. itself in Jay throwing up the two sweet one last time, you know, like the, the well done kid, you got me, put her there. And the little smile when Hikolo gave it back to him, knowing that, you know, although he's lost, he put his ego to one side and just took some shred of satisfaction in seeing his former underling step up and surpass him and bring out the best in him. The little fist bump with Tanahashi at the end, it, it was just, there was a, a pretty emotional and thoughtful backstage promo by Jay afterwards. He acknowledged Japan and the fans. And just the whole presentation, the whole match really landed with me dramatically and emotionally. And there was nothing outrageous or, or mind-blowing about this match. It was a, a really basic story of the small, bad, quick guy trying to beat the big, strong guy by going after his knee. But, you know, the big, strong guy is too big and too strong in the end. It's, it's not rocket science. It was simple, well executed. This this stuff we watch, it doesn't always need to be, you know, mind-meltingly awesome sequences or, or death-defyingly dangerous spots to be great. Sometimes it just has to be simple, tell the right story, and tell it well. Because 
professional wrestling is that is what I want. Yeah. Yeah. Simple, right? Um it's I I I you know, come out of this match thinking what a great performance by Jay White. Look, Hikaleo is somewhat limited in what he can do in the ring, right? Um, and quite honestly, he's a monster. He, and there's no need for him to be a, a person who's, you know, he's not going to be fucking, you know, Will Ospreay, nor should he be. Uh, Look, if, he, if he wants to fuck Will Ospreay, as long as Will Ospreay's given consent, it's, I think what <laughs> adults do, the privacy of the no, no, is no. up to them. Oh, that's all I'm saying. Um, so it's, you know, you are somewhat limited in in that regard. And and that's fine because that's not who he is. That being said, Jay White was unbelievable in this match. And in, in, in you're right, his bumping and just flying all over for him and selling everything and, and making him look, Hikaleo, look like a guy. You know what I mean? Like, like, and when I mean a guy, I, I mean, you know, somebody who is going to, you're going to see a lot more of. Let's put it that way. Um, I don't know if it's the pro wrestling in me that still has some doubts that this is the end of Jay White in New Japan Pro Wrestling. I, I For whatever reason, I still have a little thing inside of me of, you know, this might just all come turn around and be like, you know, this is the beginning of his gigantic baby face run. <laughs> um, and I might... They weren't laying it on very, very thick. Like everyone on the social media tweeting at him and, right. you know, throwing flowers at him. It's just, yeah, it's a bit... I don't right. know. You, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, whew. It did feel like this was, it, it, you know, Jay White turning face, right? It did, did, I did feel this. Um, and I could be dead wrong. I could be absolutely dead wrong. But I don't know if this is the end of Jay White in Japan. I'm telling, I'm, I'm putting it out there. Um, and I'll go so far as to say this. And it's not like it's, it's you know, I don't think it would be a huge ask. But I have not heard one person tell me that Jay White is definitely done with New Japan. Have you, Joel? No, I've heard no confirmation or not even no whispers. That, the, the kind that we usually get. I mean, I asked around, and it certainly seems that they are trying to lead us to believe that he is on his way out. But that happened last time as well, didn't it? Right, it sure did. Um, and again, I and and it, oh, and here's another thing too. I don't think that Jay White is going to be a New Japan pro wrestler just working in the United States. I just just don't see that happening. Um, it's just like the the money and the it just, it just doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense. I don't know. I, I there is something in my head, Joel, that is just like this is not the end of it. 
So maybe, and again, maybe it's just me, maybe it's just whatever, but it just feels as if this is a master mind. And I hate to be this guy. It's a work. I don't know. I don't know. But, but usually when, when guys are leaving, we kind of know. <laughs> and I have heard not one human being tell me, yep, he's definitely gone. He's, he's, yeah. And I haven't heard that. So take it, take it for what it's worth. Again, have I, have I specifically asked? No. No, I haven't. And if you want, here at 9.59 a.m. on the East Coast Super Bowl Sunday, let me fire off a couple of texts, shall I? Shall I? And maybe we can get some confirmation. So right now, I'm going to open up my phone, and I'm going to text. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, Jay White. Definitely leaving New Japan. Okay. And I will hit send. I'm going to send this now. And I'll copy and paste. And I'll send it again. And I'll copy and paste and send it again. And I'll copy and paste and I'll send it again. Send it to the Chaos Group chat as well. Yes, I'll, I'll be involved in that as well. I am a member of uh, Chaos. I didn't, um, <laughs> right? So there you go. We we did our due diligence, Joel, as uh, the leaders of New Japan Pro Wrestling, information and podcasting. <sighs> I feel good about myself now. All right. There's that. As you should, David. Thank I you. Mean, a lot of people were asking this. Um, Sean said, so is Jay White's last match for New Japan against Eddie Kingston at Battle in the Valley? And, yeah, I mean, I, I'm on the fence. I don't I – mean, I'm not going to relitigate all the discussions we've had over the, the last few years about Jay White. But I, whether or not he stays, I still believe the Switchblade heel character has run its course in New Japan. Apart from the one glaring uh, omission of him not wrestling Zack. I think that I still can't believe that hasn't happened. But it's either it's time for for him to change or for that character to go elsewhere. But I mean, God damn it. If we're taking this at face value, that this is Jay White done in Japan or New Japan, whatever. As you said, like it, it's you know about five minutes into this match, I just remembered how fucking good he could be. Yeah. And I just had this sad sinking feeling that, you know, if this is it, I mean, he is a hell of a professional wrestler. And again, if this is it, if he is done, I'm not saying that he is, but it would be a real missed opportunity if we do if we never get that baby face run in New Japan. And look, as you said, who knows? Maybe we will. I don't know what's in store for the future. They might have like a, a big angle at Battle in the Valley where he starts his baby face run. You know, he said backstage he doesn't want Ghetto to come over to the States. He wants to do it by himself. And maybe eventually makes his way back to Japan as a, a fan favorite. He might go to AEW. He might go to WWE. I have no idea. So whilst on the one hand, I can say that him moving on to something new, whether that's, you know, new character, new gimmick or new company, I think at the moment is the best case for all parties. If this is it, I'm really going to miss him. 
Yeah. Uh, so Mark says, if Jay White is truly leaving slash gone from New Japan, was never turning him face a huge mistake. Yep. I understand maybe they tried to wait during COVID, but it seems like they've really dropped the ball. Errol Hemp says, who will be champion when Jay comes back to Japan in full-blown face modes in a couple of years? Uh, Evil will be the champion. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yeho says, will Jay White win the world Impact champion? Since New Japan are in a working relationship with Impact, St. Chaddy says, how that Jay is seemingly out the door, what are some, or now that Jay is seemingly out the door, what are some of your favorite and least favorite Switchblade moments? For me, his match Wrestle Kingdom 2021 against Ibushi is one of my favorites. He could get more and more desperate as he cracks under the pressure. It's excellent stuff. Uh, off the top of my head, that G1, G1. final. Yep. Is it 2019 against Ibushi? That was great as well. For him and Ibushi had really great chemistry. Um, I mean, Joel, yeah. maybe he comes back as the Midnight Rider, right? <laughs> he puts on a mask. Everybody knows his Tiger G- Mask 5. Tiger <laughs> Mask 5. That's a great idea. Right? He comes back. Everybody knows it's him. Bob Geigo comes out and says, you got to unmask. Um, I'm doing old pro wrestling, Joel. Uh, yeah, but again, let's, let's, I would, I'm telling you what. And again, I know I'm talking myself into this and I know I'm doing this once again, but I'm just going to throw it out. Wouldn't it be great if this was a work? Wasn't, wouldn't this be just a fucking hoot if this turned out to be? You know, him sticking around and everybody thinking he's – I would – like, this would be unbelievably great. I, I, I would love it. This would be great. But, okay, let's just uh, – let's just Fighting off the Bullet Club attackers, you know, yeah. the ghetto's there and they, they all jump him and he fights off Kenta and Ishimori and picks up the mic and says, I'm not fucking anywhere, you maggots. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. Come on. Let's get in it. Let's hope – Let's hope. All right. What, what do we got next? Yeah, can we talk just a, yeah. a little word on Hikuleo? Like, what is the ceiling for Hikuleo? Because I think he's a guy who's improved a ton in the ring. I think now we see he can put on a high-quality, long-form match with the right opponent, as yes. we, we see tonight. I think his promos are weak. Like, he, his promo after this match, like, the, the biggest match of his career, it was really poor. Like He should have come with something better than that. He does not have the... Yet he does not have the charisma or the you know the confidence or intensity of a guy like you know just compared to another monster, a guy like Bad Luck Fale. And there is a gap in the roster for a big monster. I don't know if Hikaleo is that guy. I don't think he's a future world champion, but that's okay. He doesn't have to be. I think there's a lot of upside in Hikaleo. At you know even if it's just a, a mid carder big man who can you know squash the little guys, be a gatekeeper to the upper echelons, an occasional singles title challenger. I'd like to see him in a proper tag team too. So there is absolutely value there and a spot for him on the roster. Like not everyone needs to be a future ace. There's some debate. I mean, there's some people saying that they think this spot would have been better served going to someone else. But I don't know. I think it's worthwhile. Let's, let's give Hickelo the ball. Let's see if he can run with it. You know, let's see, see if they can sustain this push and see what we've got after 12 months. I think, um, it, it, I think a lot has to do with who's in the ring with him, right? Um, I, I think that he, you know, not for nothing, are we going to give him the same rope as we're going to give the other young lions, you know, who have graduated and, um, are looking to do great things. Um, you know, he's a big guy and I think the easiest thing to do is to make him that big monster guy. I mean, it's, it's, it's there for the taking. Um, I don't know how that big monster guy translates well into being a babyface, right? I don't know if 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 that necessarily works there. I don't know. Um, does he absolutely have to be a heel? No, 
but I mean, that's an easier way to go. It's an easier thing to do to make him that monster. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying you turn him into a fucking nine one one where he's just choke slamming people and that's it because he's definitely got more in him than that. But I do think that there is a ceiling. I don't. I I do not expect him to be, you know, world champion. I don't expect him to be, you know, U.S. champion. Um, but I think like tag belts is certainly doable. I think that would be a fantastic thing to have this team of, you know, whomever and a monster like him just fucking laying waste to the, to the tag division. Sure. No problem with that. Um, never championship. Sure. I have no problem with that as well. Um, but again, you know, let we, we can't put him in there with fucking, you know, Tens on, <laughs> you know that's gonna be that's gonna be some fucking tough sledding. You know what? I'm curious to see him in New Japan Cup. Let's see what he can do with a with a variety of different opponents. That's really going to be like. Let me see him in New Japan Cup. Let me see what he can do in New Japan Cup, and then let me make that decision. Uh, you know what? Really, we can do with him because that's going to be a true litmus test of what he can do. Um, and is, is, is his in ring, not just his look, is his in ring passable as well? Jay White did a great job. Um, uh, and, and he did too. I don't want to take away from him. He did a great job, Hikaleo. But, um, you know, we, we, I think there's more that needs to be seen, but I, but I like what I see so far. How about that? Uh, Aaron says, my daughter is turning four in April. Do you think there will be any Bullet Club story progression before she turns six? Uh, Pro Wrestling V1 says, what was your favorite part of the much vaunted Bullet Club Civil War? Morning Pro Wrestling says, if the results of last night are suggesting maybe none of Evil, Kenta, ELP are going to be Bullet Club either, who among some of the outside wildcards do you like best to step up for the role? Finley, Gabe Kidd, Suji, or something further out of the box like an Archer, Lawler, or Sonata? Nick says, thoughts on who should be the next Bullet Club leader? Got lots of questions about Bullet Club leader, yeah. or should they dissolve the faction entirely? And Metham 95 says is crusty coming so this is the last time i'm going to do it damon here's my crusty is coming moment of the week new bullet club leader you ready go ahead sitting down i'm sitting new bullet club leader mercedes monet (laughs) wow look at that that would be something wouldn't it that's, that's uh that's a name that I have not even thought about, to be quite honest, at all. <laughs> She's not been mentioned at all. Um Huh. Okay. I like I, I I like I like where you're going here. I do. I like it. I like that a lot. Um I would dig it. That's that's cool with me. Again, that's a name that I didn't even consider. Uh, but yeah, I like it a lot. Um, can I, I, can I, can I hop on your bandwagon with that? Can I jump on your train? Welcome aboard. I, I'm not going to explain it further. I'm just going to let, let the listeners ruminate and yeah. digest that one that over the week while they're looking forward to Battle of the Valley. Yeah. yeah. That'd be awesome. All right. All right. Let's, let's keep our fingers crossed and put it in the, in the file of things that obviously won't happen, but we love to make. <laughs> <laughs> We'll put that we got that folder chock full of stuff. 
Okay, seventh match was the Never Openweight Championship match with Tamatonga successfully defending against El Fantasma, 27 minutes and seven seconds mm-hmm. with the J Driller. I think this match suffered from the the uh, emotional come down following the Loser Leaves Japan match. But I, there was something very cool about seeing two guys who spent most of their New Japan careers as cheating shitheads go out there and have a, a relatively clean, competitive, high-level title match. And look, it did start off very slowly. I wonder if a shorter, more intense match might have worked better here. Uh, I do think that's a systematic issue in New Japan. I'm not the first person to say that, but you know, you always seem to have the semi and the, the main have to be nailed on to go a certain length. But, you know, if the work is good enough, you don't notice it. El Fantasma singles matches are usually a lot shorter than this. He does have plenty of experience working longer singles matches, but I think he's still figuring out how to fill that time when he's wrestling relatively clean and he's not doing his usual heel shtick. And, and Tamatonga too. He usually works a much shorter match unless it's against top guys like Okada or Jay White. So it's a relatively new thing for them both here. I think that showed here. But look, there was absolutely nothing wrong with the match itself. I thought it was very good. Just had some pacing issues. And the back end was really good with the, all the counties, the gunstun counters, crucifix elbow, all that stuff. ELP still dipping into the, the bag of previous Bullet Club leaders. I'm curious as to whether that goes anywhere because if he wants to establish himself as his own man, that, that's got to stop. There's very clearly a story ongoing with his internal conflict, like his struggle over whether or not to use the title belt to attack Tama. I, I like the story about the, the one shot kill thing with the sudden death and the gun stun and all the creative counters for that I, I talked about earlier there was a, a gun stun counted into the CR2 that was fantastic ELP kicking out of the gun stun got a great response from the crowd and that led to a really emotional moment of Tama pointing to the sky using the Jay Driller to win the match and a, a touching tribute to Jay Briscoe so by the end it was a, a real high quality match it just to me it would have benefited from shaving 10 minutes off but aside from my issues with the timing I mean big picture thoughts I think El Fantasmo is really working his socks off now he's having exciting high flying dynamic matches the fans are responding well to it Tama Tonga, he's just on a different level now. He's in incredible shape. The fans love him. He's brimming with confidence to the point at which I think, you know, he could lead his own faction at this point. And, and he he really, he's got the chance to make this never title his own and define a new era in his history. Like, this is the perfect spot for him now. Um, and El Fantasma, I mean, there's been talk about him as Bullet Club leader. He's been putting a lot of these spots, you know, challenging for KOPW, challenging for the never title. This could be it for him. I mean, like, you know, the, the tighty spot of a mid-card heavyweight who can challenge for titles. I don't know if they're going to pull the trigger on him and have him, you know, win a heavyweight singles title or lead a faction. But they are very intentionally putting him in semi-main events and main events to get us used to seeing him. Right. So, uh, Darius, or Darius, do you think with the win by Hikaleo and strong performance by ELP that the company may be positioning them to be the next top foreign talents in the company. I don't know if I would go that far. David, what did you think of this match and, and both wrestlers? I thought the match was good. Um, I, again, the hardest thing in pro wrestling is to get guys that kind of have established themselves as middle of the card kind of guys as legitimate stars. Because I think fans need to be reconditioned and need to, and that takes time. It, it just doesn't, it, it, you can't just fucking flip a switch on guys who have, you know, for years been middle of the road, middle of the card guys. Um, so yes, you are absolutely a thousand percent correct in that ELP is 
in these situations and in these spots to condition, to, to kind of make him in a different light to the audience and the fans so that he can be taken seriously as again, credible, credible threats and credible uh, things for, for bigger angles and bigger matches and, 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 and all that. So yes, I do think that um, there is more for guys like El Fantasmo and, and even Tamatanga. Uh, you're right. He should be leading a faction. I, I don't, I don't, I mean, if they, to me, yes, a thousand percent, a thousand percent. Um, and you have to make new stars, right? Don't you? You have to make new stars. It's, it's, but it's a difficult thing to do. Again, trying to change people's perceptions of people, um, going in. Tai Chi is a perfect example of that, right? Um, I like Tamatanga. I think he is, has vastly improved not only his in ring, but his out ring, his look, his aesthetic, his uh, vibe, whatever it is, whatever you want to call it. Like he feels like, you know, he's a guy who can carry that title. Absolutely. Um, El Fantasmo, I think, look, we talked about it a lot that. It does feel like, you know, if they were going to continue bullet clubbing, that he's the leader of that. He, she, and, and he's got the mic skills. He's got the in-ring, all that. Um, I don't know if I necessarily agree with the fact that they, they didn't know how to make it work going that long of a match. Like, both those guys have had matches that have gone that long in their careers. You know, it's not, not, it's not like Hikaleo. Um, for both those guys. Um, I thought the match was good. I th- I honestly thought it on paper, it could have been better. I did. But uh, nonetheless, I, I thought it was a good match. And I think, again, once again, these are, th- these are situations where we're, we're retraining the audience. All right, fair enough. Uh, we got Mali rustling some bags in the background there. Our main event was the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship match with Kazuchika Okada getting in his first successful defense against the challenger Shingo Takagi in 32 minutes and seven seconds with the Rainmaker. And what a treat to finally get an Okada versus Shingo match in front of a cheering crowd. This is the fifth one, and it's just crazy to think that the previous four were all clap crowds. Yeah. Like that just blew my mind when I checked it. So, I mean, this was like a love letter to all those previous matches. And I don't know, just to me, it just felt like a real celebration of the return to cheering. And that also allowed the heel face dynamics to play out with Shingo soaking up the love of the crowd. I know there's like the Dragon Gate thing with the, that sort of Osaka region. Uh, Black Trunks, Okada working the heel role. And like his ability to do that organically, to have that versatility, to be the conquering company hero flying the flag for the memory of Antonio Noki at Wrestle Kingdom. Then a month later, he's you know, defending the same title and just being an absolute prick about it. That's that's a really underrated facet to Okada's game. And, you know, case in point here, him using the money clip to annoy all the fans. It was great. <laughs> yeah. uh, but this match, I mean, this was tremendous. They were working so stiff. Like even early on, just bell to bell, they were really walloping each other. And it, it really felt like a struggle rather than, 
you know, pro wrestling can sometimes feel like a sequence of choreographed spots. This wasn't it. I mean, they were like deadlifting each other, muscling each other into position. It's just some nasty ringside bumps from both guys. Just the whole match punctuated with the story of the money clip, which has, you know, historically caused big problems for Shingo. And as you'd expect down the stretch, just tremendous dramatic counters, the Rainmaker count where Shingo counted that into a lariat. Really kicked into gear that bit where Shingo's just stiffing Okada with the kicks, which that's now become Okada's berserk button because of uh, Kato Kiyomiya. And that just a whole adds a whole extra layer of drama when Okada can tap into that rage mode when he gets that look on his face. It's such a great visual. Uh, just them whacking each other, the sweat flying off their bodies as they're battering each other. Uh, there was a great moment where Shingo no-sold the Lariat. And that just gave me little flashbacks to the Shibata match at uh, Sakura Genesis 2017. Just some of the stuff at, at the end, the Rainmaker counted into the last of the Dragon. What a spectacular moment that was. Yeah. It was so well executed. I bit, the crowd bit, you know, just the classic closing stretch in front of a rowdy crowd. New Japan's back, baby. The battle is over. We have won, etc. Fucking tremendous pro wrestling. Awesome. I mean, two of the best in the world, right? Just every time they get in the ring, they 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 never cease to amaze me. Um, it's everything that you want in a New Japan main event. Um, I mean, look, it's not it's not the greatest match ever, uh, but it was sure fucking great. <laughs> you know, it it, it you 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 felt it again. You know what I mean? Like it like we've. 2023 has gotten off to a pretty decent start, right? Um, and again, the crowds absolutely help. And having performances like that with those two guys who are just incredible. And here's a problem. We knew, not the problem, but the, 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 the blessing. We, we knew, right? You're looking at this card and it's funny because we didn't really talk a ton about the lead up to this match or the, it, it was just like, oh, this will be great. <laughs> and it was, you know, it, and it was. And I'm not saying that in a boring or a hand wavy kind of way. Like you just knew that they were going to deliver and you knew that they it, the match was going to be great. And you knew that when you turned off that television, you were going to be like, all right, that fucking ruled. And it did. It was great. Um, I, Look, I've said it before. I think Shingo is maybe the best uh, wrestler that New Japan sign you know free agent signing we'll call it like to me he's just so invaluable like he's just so he could do everything and then some um just just great pro wrestling and you know and again 2023 is off to a really killer start not bad all right, so let's look ahead to next week. We have on Saturday, February 18th, Battle of the Valley from San Jose, California. We don't have official match order yet, but let me ask you this. Defrost says, what match goes on last next week? And how badly will the Sasha stands take it if it's Okada versus Tanahashi? So, yeah, of course, I forgot to mention that, that uh, afterwards Okada challenged Tanahashi. So that is going to be our title match. Uh, what say you? What should our main event be? Um, I, look, to me, your, your world title match has to go on last. Let me take that back. It doesn't have to. Like, even back in the day, like, 
a, a world title match would be on could could possibly be on before intermission. Like I've seen it happen, you know. I mean, and we're going back to Backland and you know stuff like that. But I mean, it has happened in the history of of the fucking sport. Um, I think though Okada closes the show now. It, just because you drew the house, and let's be very clear, she drew the house, doesn't necessarily mean you automatically get the main event spot. And I'm going to be very honest with you. What does it matter? Does it really matter? I Here's the thing. I wouldn't care. I, I honestly would not care if she closed the show. You, I would have zero problem with it. I just don't know if New Japan does that. You know what I mean? I don't know if New Japan does that. So if you if you're gonna whine and complain on Twitter that she didn't close the show, she drew the house. You take solace in that. She drew the house. So um I don't think she'll close the the, the show though. I don't. Yeah, I agree. I think Okada Tanahashi will go on last. And I just think the people that are insisting that Mercedes and Kyrie should go on last are a very noisy but very small minority of people. I don't have that lack of confidence in these new viewers that they're going to watch that match and then just turn off their TVs and not stick around for the main event. Same for the fans of the building. I don't think there's going to be fans that well, okay, Mercedes, Kyrie's finished, let's go home, let's beat the traffic. No, I don't really see that as being a, a serious issue. So yeah, I agree with you. I think Okada Tanahashi is going to be our main event here. Um, Cactus says, should Okada have a 2017-style dominant run, swatting away all challenges until Osprey beats him at the yes. Tokyo Dome? Uh, I just don't, yeah, I, yeah, I agree. I think so. I think that's the story. Uh, Ad Dojo says, is Okada moving towards a heel turn or more heelish? Uh, also, do you expect to see something at Battle in the Valley about the possible Kiyomiya match? I don't. I think the Kiyomiya thing is more for the Japanese fans. Um I mean, in terms of this, calling this match, I don't think there's any chance Tanahashi wins. I think it's going to be a really great match and they're going to do all the greatest hits and crowd are going to love it. Uh, but it should be a pretty comfortable uh, defense for Okada. Yeah, I think so too. And I think it's pretty cool that the U.S. has now have, you know, now has two Okada Tanahashi matches. That's, that's, that's pretty cool. I mean, you, you are seeing a legendary series of matches so um you know and another one added to that so you know that's 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 pretty cool for those people that are going to be there yeah i I would say so the last question as well it's not a heel term for okada but like i said it is that that flexibility to adjust based on the crowd and what the vibe is that he can do that this is it's not sort of black or white for okada it's one of the things i love about him absolutely uh so that be uh well possibly the main event uh other matches again this is in no particular order from the website but we've got a filthy rules fight no dqs ring ropes will not be used in this bout with homicide against tom lawler so the the story is strong being that tom lawler's in a bit of a funk at the moment and is losing matches he shouldn't be losing so i expect tom lawler to win this i don't know i mean i'm not i, I don't know a great deal about homicide there so there's no sort of nostalgic cachet uh, i have with him uh so I can't say I'm like on the edge of my seat looking forward to this one, but I do love Filthy Tom, so I'm sure that'll be a lot of fun. Well, yeah, I mean, and you can definitely tie his losing streak to his fandom of the uh, the Super J cast. 
He's been spending too long on our Discord uh, doing sleuthing for Kikuchi, who's popped up in Noah again today. Again, I know. Yeah, look at that. Yeah, we've also got a 30 minute limit Eddie Kingston versus Jay White. Now, Eddie Kingston, I think he was pulled off a, is it a Defy show with an injury? So I don't know. I suppose there's a non zero chance that he may be injured and not be able to. Uh, participate in this one but this is the match where Jay White starts his big uh, baby face turn and uh, fights off the uh, the Hawks of Bullet Club and uh, he, the, the Mercedes Monet will be setting the, the the gang on him so she'll be ordering them to attack Jay and then he'll fight them off and say this is <laughs> this is our crustiest coming moment oh, I wish we could book this company how good that would be awesome alright but anyway okay yeah, 20-minute limit. We've got Volador Jr., Kevin Knight, Kushida, DKC against Rocky Romero, Josh Alexander, Adrian Queston, Mascara Dorada. I, I've always said these uh, strong multi-man tags, it's going to be great. Like, don't sleep on this one. Don't skip it because, you know, you usually skip because the multi-man tag matches in the Japan shows are usually nothing to write home about. I mean, just look at the people involved in this. You know, guys like Josh Alexander and Kevin Knight, DKC, Adrian Quest, they're going to want to grab this opportunity by the horns, even if it is just an eight-man tag, and it's going to be tremendous fun, I'm sure. We have, this is interesting, strong openweight tag team championships with the champions, Alex Shelley and Chris Sabin, Motor City Machine Guns, uh, defending against the West Coast Wrecking Crew, Jarrell Nelson and Royce Isaacs. And I've been a big fan of West Coast Wrecking Crew, and I I don't, I think they should win this. Me too. No, I don't. Yeah, let's belt them up. They're great. This is not just me because I've got affection for them because they've been doing strong from early on in its inception. I I genuinely think they're a really good tag team, and I think there's a lot of interesting stuff they could do with them. A thousand percent. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I forgot all about (laughs) who held the titles to begin with. Um, Yeah, I I think there should be, and I think there will be. How about that? I think there will be. Put, put, put Put the house on it. We have a strong openweight championship match with Fred Rosser defending the title against the challenger Kenta. I think Kenta wins. I think Kenta's going to stick around in the US and he will be a guy to defend this strong openweight title in the States. Okay. And then it's, and then it's Kenta versus Jay White. (laughs) Kenta versus Jay White. Yes. After he's been kicked out of Bullet Club. Yes. There you go. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Are you in agreement? You see a title change there? I do. Yeah, I do. Uh, we also have the NJPW World Television Championship with Zack Sabre Jr. defending against the challenger Clark Connors. All right, how about this? Uh, Clark narrowly loses but impresses Zack so much that Zack gives him a TMDK shirt Ooh. and Clark Connors is recruited to the faction. I th- I, I, I'm in. You are so creative, Joel. Jr. Yeah. I know. They should just give me the book, shouldn't they? I swear to God. That's a good – I like that call. I like that call. Now, that's too – well, I'm not really young lion anymore. Yeah. Fucking let's do it. Come on. Have some balls. One of these three things have to happen. <laughs> uh, we, we have uh, Alex Coglin versus Jao Kratos. I mean, they've wrestled each other a ton on strong. Um, it, it was good then. It's going to be good now. There's going to be some – uh, tremendous power spots with uh, Alex Cogley deadlifting Jared Kratos. That, that's going to be a ton of fun. Uh, also, kickoff match, we've got David Finley versus Bobby Fish. So, mm. I mean, that hey, one Bobby Fish is paid. Right? <laughs> I did yeah, yeah, week. Bobby Fish. Yeah, this should be pretty good. I mean, if Bobby Fish has got his working shoes on and is out to impress, then that could be a sleeper match there. I think so. This is a good show. This is a good fucking show, dude. Yeah. 
And of course, we have the the people's main event, Damon, the IWGP Women's Championship with uh, Kyrie defending her title, carrying the division. She has been <laughs> defending the title against the challenger Mercedes Monet, the uh, future leader of the Bullet Club. <laughs> does, does it does it feel like Mercedes? kind of has to win this one i mean i don't know i mean she really doesn't have a deal with new japan she doesn't really have this you know long-term thing um in fact it's from what i understand it's very open-ended um i don't know i I mean you would think that that it would make perfect sense and all these things that you know you would logically want to come to a conclusion to but in the same breath like i don't know if there's any commitment or guarantee or anything um with her at this point so i mean are you comfortable giving your title to to a young lady who's in that position like you know i don't know I, i i don't know if it's a slam dunk you would think it would be i don't know if it's a slam dunk do you think the place Oh, imagine just the fucking nonsense if she does lose. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> the that, you just said that. I'm just imagining all the piss babies on Twitter. Oh. <laughs> it's going to be great. Yeah. I kind of want it to happen just for that. All right. Well, you might you might have that. I mean, I don't think it's a slam dunk that she, she walks away with it. O- opening the show, <laughs> the first match on the card, nice, tidy eight-minute match. Yep, yep. Yep. In and out. Yep, in and out. Yep. Clean as a sheet. <laughs> Wowzers. That would be something, wouldn't it? I think that is uh not happening, but yes, I I would uh <laughs> boy, would that be funny? Would that would that melt down the interwebs? Absolutely. All right, I gotta get out of here soon. So let's uh yeah, all let's done. put a pin in it. Done. We said, I promise you, I promise you a nice, tidy hour and a half. Yeah. That is it. So redcircle.com forward slash o forward slash super dash j dash cast if you want to put some money towards the uh, Damon Super Bowl Sushi Fund. Yeah. Uh, Discord link, you can get that. If you uh, send me a direct message on Twitter, I will let you in. Uh, like uh, Bray Wyatt, the feed. No, uh, at Cobra Kawi and ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash SuperJCast if you want to get one of our T-shirts. I believe, actually, there is a, a promotion going on at the moment mm. for our T-shirt. So if you haven't bought one there is uh, a deal a super bowl sales so 20 percent off the sale ends when the game ends so you've got to get okay. it in quick uh, this may may the offer may be over by the time you yes. listen to this but the promo <laughs> code is super bowl okay, so that's pro wrestling tees.com forward, sl- uh, uh, forward slash super jcast promo code super bowl 20 percent off uh, so yeah do that if you don't already have one of our t-shirts big thank you to editor dan who you can find on twitter at lousy hero 219 subscribe to the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network for other great shows. Give us a five-snake review on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at the SuperJCast. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and goodbye. Hello, Voices of Wrestling listener. Dave Ryan here. Have you ever wondered to yourself, how many hidden gems are hidden away inside the last years of World Championship Wrestling? Have you ever asked yourself how many tenuous gags can be made about the name Mike Enos? And have you ever thought about what it sounds like for two Irishmen to interpret a very chaotic company through its B-show? The answers to all this and more are just a click away. 
Check out Days of Thunder every second Thursday on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.